0: Hallelujah, God's good. If you have your Bibles, turn to two places. Turn to Habakkuk. Habakkuk. If you know where that is, go to Matthew, Malachi, Zechariah, Haggai, Zephaniah, and Habakkuk. <laughs> you can also turn to Acts chapter eleven, and I'm going to continue. Dealing with the series I started a couple weeks ago entitled Staying. Staying. And this message is, it does have to do with our anniversary as a church, but it has to do with every single one of us and it has to do with vision for our lives. Say, Vision for my life. life. Say, I got one. one. You don't have to say it, say, I got one. if you don't, you're going to find out what yours is. Amen? Yeah, Amen.
1: That's
0: right. Vision vision is important. Vision, you know, the Bible says without vision, people perish. Yes. Without vision, people cease. You know, that also lets me know, it means if I have vision, it brings me to a place of life. Mm-hmm. If without vision you perish, what can vision do? It can bring you life. I right. tell you, when you have vision, you have passion. Yeah. Yes. When you have vision, you get direction. When you have direction, you make progress. And when you make progress, you make impact. Yes. Yeah. See, you have to. It all starts with vision. Yeah, that's right. Vision produces direction. Direction produces progress. And progress pr- pr- produces impact. Yeah. Amen? So you have to have vision. And look at here in Hebrews, uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. It's a familiar scripture to a lot of, a lot of us here. <clears throat> he says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, tab, tables that he may run that readeth it. Rick, we're going to be able to talk clearly today. We are. We are. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But the end it shall speak and shall not lie. Though he tarry, wait for it because it will surely come to pass. So it's saying, write the vision. Make it plain. Because whoever is reading it is going to run. Meaning, when they, when they get the vision, when they understand the vision, they're going to go forward. Right. When they get the vision, they're going to take steps. When they get the vision, not only are they are going to take, but they're going to run with something. When you have a vision, you cannot stand still. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you, you cannot, when you get vision, you can't stay in the same place. Right. When you get vision, it causes you to act. When you get vision, it causes you to, it, it calls an eternal emotion on the inside of you to pursue the very, vision that you're lo, the very vision that you're looking at, whether it's negative or whether it's positive. That's good. Vision. Vision is important. Uh, another thing about vision I want you to see, I'm just laying a foundation this morning so far, it says, as John Maxwell says, that vision is not just something that can be done, it's something that must be done. That lets me know vision is not optional. Let me say that again. Vision is not something that, just, that's something that can be done. It's something that must be done. Say that with me. It must be done. You know, Jesus just didn't have a good idea, but he, he knew something must be done. Jesus, it wasn't just carrying a vision, but there's something must be done. He said, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities because that's why I'm sent. The Apostle Paul just didn't have a good idea. You know what? I think I'm going to preach the gospel. Yeah. No, he said, I must stand before Caesar in Rome. Yeah. I must do this. And I think of people like Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, who, who was healed of tuberculosis and, and was healed of a stuttering tongue. And he heard a word from God that said, take healing to my generation. Yes. That's not just something that's a good idea. This is something that I must do. Yeah. I must do this. Kenneth Hagin, it wasn't just a good idea that he would teach about faith, but God said, go teach my people faith. It's not just a good idea. I look at Billy Graham, it wasn't just a good idea, I think I'll preach the gospel. No, this is something that must be done. I look at Dr. Savelle, it's not just something, he couldn't just, it's not just, okay, I, I got saved. No, there's something in me that must be accomplished. There's something in me that must get, be accomplished. And you need to understand, there's something in you that must be accomplished. There's something in you that must be accomplished there. You have to understand that there is a why for your life. You know that sometimes the only time we ever ask the question, a certain question that all of us said, I know we've all probably asked this question at least one time or another, and it comes in this question of, why me? Have you ever made that, that statement? Don't be shy. Uh, put hands, feet, Why me? Why me? Why am I going through this? Why have I experienced, why me? But how can we only ask that question when we've gone through something bad? Oh, come on, that's good. How can we only ask that question when, when, when we're experiencing a negative thing? This why me needs to be something that we discover and that, we, that, that defines our life. See, you, you need to ask God a question. Well, God, why me? Dave asked go why me? Rochelle, why me? Vic, why me? Joe and Joyce, why me? Not in a negative state of why am I experiencing this, but why am I here? Why am I here? When, when you understand why you, it is the fuel that energizes your dreams. Why, when you answer to why me, why Justin Tully? More than just because you're good with your hands and you put in windows and you do construction. You're, you're made for more than that. And God's just using that avenue as a, as a way of increase so you can be a giver. But you and Jennifer have so much more on the inside of you. You know, Ken and Judy, you, you have a why me. You, you, you're called to be a teacher of the gospel. You know your why. And that why is what drives you. But too often, we, the only time we ask that question is when something bad is happening to our lives. But the why me is what causes you to wake up in the morning. The why me causes you to, to, to get up even when there's negative circumstances. The why me is I'm going to still do this even though I'm hurting. I'm still going to do this even though I have a bad doctor's report. Why? Because I must get something accomplished in my life. There's, there's a reason why. There's a Why? Say I have a why. Have a why. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! My life exists for a reason. My life. I, I look back on my life, and 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 what fuels me is is over twenty four years ago, my life was changed, and I know someone else's life needs to be changed. Someone else needs to experience God the way I experience God. I I, I, I have a purpose in my life. I I look back to what? Why me? And and I remember a. a, a, a in 1994, 10 months after I got born again, I'm on the border of between Guatemala and Honduras, and I'm holding this young boy in my arms, and, and I'm, I'm looking at him, and all I see in his, in his eyes are hopelessness. In the moment that I put the boy down, we got back in our transportation and left, and God said to me, this was 10 months after I got born again, he said, the greatest gift you can give someone, Justin, is hope. Yeah,
1: right.
0: Why me? Because the greatest gift I can give someone is hope.
1: Yeah. That's right.
0: Why me? My life was transformed, and and, and I know someone else's life needs to be transformed. I know where God brought me from and I know where He wants to bring you to. That's
1: right.
0: Why me? Why this church? Why this church? Because because there's hurting people in this community. He's called us to reach this community. He's called us to impact this community. He's called us to reach the people that God has placed around us. There's a why to why this church exists. Come on. There's a why. To this season of your life there's a why to your purpose there's a why for you don't allow the enemy to put you in a box that you don't matter that you're not significant you don't have what it takes because you were born for such a time as this and you have a purpose in your life you exist for a purpose you exist for a purpose you exist for a purpose hallelujah hallelujah Thank you, Lord. This question will define your life when you, you go to God and say, why me? Not in a negative way. Why am I experiencing this? But what am I here for? Right. Vision is something that must be accomplished.
1: Come
0: on. That's good. You have a You have a course. You you have a path. I, I think of the scripture in First Corinthians chapter nine, verses 23, 23 through twenty-seven, or twenty-four through twenty-seven. And the apostle Paul is talking and he says, So run your race in a way that you may obtain. Run your race so you can obtain. Meaning it's not just knowing I have a why. It's not just knowing I have a course, it's not just knowing I have a path. But knowing that I'm in a race, the Apostle Paul goes on to say, he goes, you know, in the natural, they're competing for a crown that withers, but we're competing for a crown that's uncorruptible. It doesn't fade away. And then he makes a statement. He goes, I don't run as with uncertainty. I'm not like I'm beating the air. One translation says, says when I run, I run on purpose and I'm not shadow boxing. When I run, I run on purpose. And so what I want to encourage you, if you're going to fulfill your why, you're going to fulfill your vision, and you're going to fulfill your purpose, it's going to happen on purpose. It's going to happen on purpose. Say, it's going to happen on purpose. You know, it's not just going to be automatic. It's not just going to be, okay, I understand my why, and all of a sudden it's going to come to pass. No, it's going to be every day making a choice that I'm going to fulfill this purpose. Now, let's look at Acts chapter 11, and this is the key scripture in this series. The Lord took, this, took me to this a uh, month and a half or so, or so ago. And I believe some of, this is some of the most important scriptures, powerful scriptures in the New Testament. And like I said, it didn't come from Jesus, and it didn't come from the Apostle Paul. It came from a man named Barnabas. Now, listen to what Barnabas says here in verse 23. I don't have time to review the context of this, but listen to this. When he arrived, he saw the grace, the favor of God was bestowing upon them, and he was full of joy. So when Barnabas showed up to check out the church of Antioch, because they heard rumors about it, he said when he showed up, he was full of joy. And then it says this, and he continuously exhorted them. He continuously warned them, urged them, and encouraged them. These are some of the most powerful scriptures that I believe that you and I really need to take into our life. And, and this will really be the foundation that will cause success in your life. Continue. This is what Barnabas continuously told them. Every time he stood up and they were to gathering together, he told them this. We know if you read a little bit farther that every, he went and found Saul. He comes back and we know that they ministered to them every day in the temple for at least a year. Every day, I believe this was Barnabas' point. Every day That you would cleave unto and remain faithful to and devoted to the Lord with resolute, steady purpose of heart. Yes. Come on. This is what he continuously encouraged them to do. Vic, man, I see the amazing thing that God's doing in your life. And he has a plan for your life, Vic. But realize, continue, cleave to him, remain faithful to him, and stay devoted to him. This morning, the direction I want to go this morning is I want to talk about staying on course. Yes.
1: Good.
0: Staying on course. Barnabas was giving them the ingredients to fulfill their purpose as a church. When he says, stay devoted to the Lord, stay cleave to the Lord, and remain faithful to the Lord, I hear, I hear Barnabas saying, stay on course. Stay on course. When I hear him stay devoted to the Lord, I'm hearing him not just staying staying devoted to the person of the Lord, but I hear him say, stay on course with his path and his plan for your life. Stay on his course and his path for your life. Staying on course. Let's go back to Habakkuk. Habakkuk. We are a heritage of faith. And staying staying on course is about staying in faith. Say that with me. Staying on course course. is about staying in faith. faith. So if we're going to fulfill our why, fulfill our vision, and fulfill our purpose, it's going to have to do with staying on course, and staying on course has to do with staying in faith. Now let's look at verse 3 again. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Now listen to verse 4 Behold, his soul which is lifted up in him is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. So he talks about writing this vision, making it plain. And that this vision will come to pass. But the very next verse, it says, behold. I mean, pay attention to something. Pay attention to the person that tries to do things on their own. Yeah. See, that's what he's really for, for referring to. Pay attention to the person that's trying to do something without God. It said, because his soul is not upright within him. Yeah. Then it says, what? The just shall live by faith. Meaning, if you want to fulfill this vision, and you want to fulfill this dream it's not going to happen on your own.
1: That's right.
0: That's what Barnabas was telling them. If you're going to fulfill your purpose as a church, it's not going to happen on your own. On your own. So, cleave to him. That's right. So, here Habakkuk is writing by the unction of the Holy Spirit and prophesying and he's in, by God, and he's saying, write this vision, make it plain. But, now pay attention. Look at the one that tries to do things on their own. That's not the right way to go about it. If you want to see your vision fulfilled, it's not about you doing it on your own. That's right. But it's about you doing it in faith. The just shall live by faith. Say that with me. The just, just shall live, shall live by, faith. by faith. See, we are a heritage of faith. We live by faith. Faith is not a denomination. Faith isn't a, a movement. Faith is not a, a, a denomination that used to be. Or people, ask, well, I, I sat down with a with a pastor. I'm part of an organization with the police, and he sat down and and he said, "Well, well what kind of church are you?" I said, "We're a non denominational church." Well, he was like, "I I know that," but he was like, "Well, what do you mean? Well, who do, who do, who are you connected with?" And I was like, well, he, "He kept trying to get these things." I said, "I said I'm word of faith," and he was like, "What's that?" I said, "Romans chapter Romans chapter 10, You read that? The apostle Paul was word of faith. Because this is the word of faith that we preach. Amen. Amen. This is the word of faith.
1: That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah. And, and there could be some negative connotations to that. And, and people can shrink back from being word of faith. I won't because, because according to the scriptures, it's how we should be living. How we should be living. Amen. How we should be living. I, 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 as I told the story a few weeks back when I heard, saw that video of Dr. Savell, and the, the immediate thing I saw on the inside of me was what Smith Wigglesworth said years ago. He said, Faith is an act. And I saw a video of Dr. Savell walking around the hospital room when he couldn't move the right side of his body, and he's walking around the hospital and he's taking his left hand and he's picking it up. He's walking and he's picking it up. He, even though that, that hand couldn't work by itself, what is he doing? Faith is working. Faith is working the just is living by faith. He's, he's got a vision. He's got, he's got a vision that, that this is not how I'm ending. My greatest days are ahead of me. So, so you know what? I need my right arm. I, you know, I, yeah, I'll keep preaching even if it doesn't work, but you know what? I'm still going to be doing this. I'm still going to be, why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. And if you're going to fulfill your purpose it's going to come down to doing it by faith. Romans chapter 1, verse 17, Paul says, the just shall live by faith. Galatians 3, 11, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10, 38, the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, God says, my soul will have no pleasure in him. Wow. God takes pleasure in faith. The just shall live by faith. Faith is not a movement. What is faith? Faith is living in total confidence of God, of God and his word, no matter what your five physical senses tell you. Faith is living in confidence with God and his word, no matter what your five physical senses tell you. Meaning it doesn't matter what it looks like right now. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this by faith. Doesn't matter how I, how I feel right now. I'm doing this by faith. See, because the enemy doesn't want you to fulfill your purpose. He doesn't want you to discover your why. He doesn't want you to step out and be everything that God's called you to be. So the enemy wants you to sit back and and allow the pressures, allow the torment, allow the mistakes, allow everything to to, to overwhelm you instead of picking yourself and saying, you know what, I'm going to live by faith. I'm going to live by faith. And that doesn't mean everything has gone perfect. That just means I'm trusting in him. I'm leaning on him. I'm looking unto him and not my own understanding. I'm following after him. I'm walking after him. The just are going to live by faith. And that's what the, what the prophet was saying in Habakkuk. Yeah, you can write that vision down, but it's not going to happen in your own ability. It's going to happen when you choose to do it on faith. do it in faith. We have to stay on course. And if we're going to stay on course, we need to stay in faith. Hallelujah. 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 I think of the scripture that Paul wrote in, 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 uh, or in the book of Jude. Jude verses 2 and 3. He, I'm just going to read it to you here. You don't need to turn there just for the sake of time. He says, he says, Beloved, my whole concern was to write to you in regard to our common salvation. But I found it necessary and was impelled to write you urgently, appeal to and exhort you to contend for the faith which was handed down to the saints. Meaning, what, what, what the saints handed down... I, I just don't want to talk to you about your salvation. But I want to talk to you about this contending for the faith. What is contending about? It's to strive in opposition or against difficulties. It means to compete for something. It means to be engaged in a fight or carry on a fight. I love what the message says about Jude 3. It says, I have to write insisting and begging... That you fight with everything in you. Fight with everything you have in you for this faith entrusted to you as a gift to guard and a gift to cherish. This is what it said. I love that. It says, it says that you fight with everything that you have in you for this faith. Entrusted to you as a gift to guard and to cherish. Man. Fight. Contend for this faith. Meaning, don't let anything take away your faith. Right. Barnabas saying, cleave to the Lord. Stay faithful to the Lord. What is he saying? Amen. Don't let go of your faith in God. Amen. Cleave to the Lord. Stay faithful to the Lord. This gift to guard and to cherish. Man, your faith. Man, I love how it words that. That this faith is a gift yes. for you to guard and to cherish. Yes. The enemy can't have my faith. The world can't have my faith. Come on. It doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm about to take my last breath, I'm still going to believe. It doesn't matter what it looks like, I'm going to believe. And he says, hold on to this, fight for this faith, contend for this faith. You know, every day you wake up and you go into the world system or watch different things, everything is out for your faith. Everything that you hear on the news, the, the, the things that are going on in our world today, political things, what they, the more and more you meditate on those things, the more and more it's trying to knock out the foundation of your faith. Because the more and more you look at those things and have faith in those things and trust in those things, the more and more you're, you're looking at that instead of looking to the one that is the, is, is the savior of the, your soul, the more the one that has the, the strength of your soul, the strength of your soul. Hallelujah. That this faith that we are to fight for, it's a gift to guard and to cherish. Peter says that your faith is more precious than gold. Yes. But yet people treat message faith as just another message. People even nowadays, you know, the grace message, which, which in a lot of it is an amazing message to understand the grace of God. And say, oh, well, you know, that, 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 that faith message, it, it was needed in the 70s and the 80s, but now we have this new, we have this grace message.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you can't have one without the other.
1: That's right. Come on. It's Come on. True. That true.
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's like, I, I even saw people, you know, that, the Kenneth Hagin and those things, I've seen people make Facebook posts, and I want to type something, the Lord says erase it. <laughs> And I'm just like, you you don't get it. Faith. He says, contend for this faith because it's a gift to guard and cherish. And Peter says, man, it's more precious than gold. And see, if you understood that, you realize the enemy could take everything that you have away. And it's not going to bother you because you know what built it in the first place. <clears throat> I, on several occasions I've, I've either given up or lost everything i've had but every time it's coming back to not saying well why me but god trusting god god you got a vision for my life you have a purpose for my life i'm not letting go of it i'm letting go of, of you This faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Contending for this faith. What are we contending for? What are we we fighting for? Fulfilled vision. What are we fighting for? Healing. What are we fighting for? Financial victory. What are we fighting for? Total restoration. What What are we fighting for? That the dreams that God placed in our heart would come to pass. That's what we're fighting for. I'm staying on course. I'm not letting go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Think of 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, the Apostle Paul. In context, he's, he's talking about, you know, that the, the love of money, that people were looking at the, the love of money and, and natural thing and resources to be their strength. But he ta- but he but he, he says, you know, that the love of money, it's the root of all evil. And then he goes, it isn't, that doesn't mean it's wrong to have things. It's wrong to have money. It's just wrong for things to have you, right? Right? right we're a prosperity church. Amen? Yes. Yes. We believe that God wants you rich. He wants you wealthy. He wants you blessed so you can be a blessing. Amen? That's right. Hallelujah. That's right. But then Apostle Paul goes on and says, but, but you need to follow after. Don't follow after natural things. But he says, follow after love. Follow after, follow after peace. He says, follow after patience. And follow after faith. And then he says. Then he says, "Fight the good fight of faith. Yes. Fight the good fight of faith. Yeah. Hallelujah! Contending for the faith, fighting the good fi- fight, of faith. What? what, what I love how I heard this years ago, but why is it a good fight of faith? Because we win. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Come on. And I asked the Lord a couple of years, a few years back. I asked the Lord. I said, I said, why is it a fight? What are we fighting for? And He told me two things immediately. He said, He said, one. You're fighting to protect what you've already been given. And number two, hallelujah, to gain what's been promised. Why are we to live by faith? Because you're protecting what you've already been given. Hallelujah. And I'm gaining what's already been promised. Hallelujah. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 4 just a couple more scriptures and will be done. Second Timothy. Faith. Faith. Hallelujah. We're going to stay on course. We're going to stay in faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what's happening around me. I'm making the choice that I'm staying in faith. Hallelujah. Say that with me. It doesn't matter matter. matter. What's what's going on around me. I'm staying in faith. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse verse 5. Paul says, But watch thou in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I love that. Watch thou in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. I love how he, how he said, make foolproof of your ministry, but before that he said, endure afflictions. Yeah. See, because there's going to be something that will try to become against you and your why. There's always going to be something that's going to try to come against you and your purpose. Whether, whether it's some sort of substance, whether it's relationships, whether it's offense, whether it's unforgiveness... There will be so many things that are going to try to come between you and the reason you're here. Yeah. So the Apostle Paul says, watch in all things, endure infliction, do the work of an evangelist, and make full pr- proof of your ministry. Verse 6, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I Meaning, you know what? I've stayed on course. Yeah. I've stayed on course. I just told you on how you need to stay on course. Verse 7, he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. Meaning, I fought a good fight. Meaning, I pressed through. Every every shipwreck, every stoning, every beating, everything that came against my life, I I fought a good fight. I kept fighting. I kept pursuing. Why? Because I must go to Rome. I must fulfill my purpose. I have finished my course. I don't know about you, but I want to be able to say that. I finished my course my course in order to finish your course you're going to, need to stay on course and the next thing you have to do I have kept the faith if you want to stay on course hallelujah you're going to have to keep the faith if you're going to fulfill your why you're going to have to stay on course and you're going to have to keep the faith hallelujah go to Acts chapter 20 I just feel like we need to go there Acts 20 Acts 20 Everything I'm preaching this morning, I can't take credit for. My father in the faith, faith is here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to learn about faith. I learned from him. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts 20, verse 24. But none of these things move me. Say that with me. None of these things move me. Hallelujah. If you don't know what to, what to pray, and you don't know what to say, don't, don't be, why me? Don't ask, well, God, why me? What did Apostle Paul say? None of these things move me. Don't say, why me? None of these things move me. You get a setback, none of these things move me. You get a bad report, none of these things move me. You lose a loved one, none of these things move me. A difficult situation happens, none of these things move me. Amen. Now it's interesting. It, Paul, Apostle Paul and never said you wouldn't experience bad things or difficult things. I've heard people say, "Well, you just faith, you, you just you live in the clouds. Nothing, you just nothing bad happens." No, I just declare that bad things aren't going to control my future. That's right. yeah. Hallelujah, yeah. Hallelujah. That's right. Matter of fact, if you're going to live by faith, I'm saying you're welcoming some negative things because yeah. yeah. the enemy does not want you to see the end of your faith. That's, That's right. right. The enemy doesn't want you to see the end of your purpose. He would have loved to take me out when I was born. Come on! I was only supposed to live for 30 minutes. Come on! Spent the first 16 months of my life in and out of John Hopkins because they said I wasn't going to live. But God. Amen. Amen. Parents that just chose, I'm believing God. I'm going to believe God. Hallelujah. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. I believe we're stepping into a season in the body of Christ. I believe we're stepping into a season in the body of Christ where you need to stop mattering in your life. Living for a greater purpose than yourself. Living for a greater purpose than just your needs. Living for a greater purpose. Paul, none of these things move me. Neither I count my life dear unto myself. Meaning, it's not about me. But what does he say? So that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which you have received of the Lord Jesus. None of these things move me. You know what? I don't count my life anything. Why? Why? Because I want to finish my course with joy and the ministry. And the ministry. That's purpose. That's That's vision. This also comes from the same man in Galatians 3.20 that says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I that lives. But it's Christ that lives within me. Don't stop reading there. And this life that I now live... I live by the faith. 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 See, you can even be prideful when it comes to your faith. You can be prideful about how much faith you have. You can be prideful about how many faith scriptures you've memorized. But faith comes down to a knowing of whose you are. Yeah, right. And knowing that you're here for a greater purpose. Yeah, right. I love what Kenneth Hagin said. I'm not leaving here till I'm satisfied. That's right. Hallelujah.
1: That's right.
0: I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I that lives. But it's Christ that lives within me. And this life that I now live, I'm living by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. You know what? If you're born, you have His faith. Romans says you've been given the measure of faith, and that is the faith of Jesus. That's a seed of faith down on the inside of you. When you got born again, you had a seed, you had the seed of faith, not not a seed. You had the seed. If you had a seed, then we all might have different measures, but you received the measure. The only difference between different people is they, that Paul, developed his measure. Yes.
1: That's right.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Or Roberts developed his measure. Yes. Right. Dr. Savell developed, developed his measure. Yes. Hallelujah. You, but you have to make that decision. None of these things move me. Come on. Thank you, Come on. None of these move, things move me. I'm going to finish my course with joy in the ministry. In right. the ministry.
1: Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah.
0: Yes. Joy. Joy, man! I can go so many dire- different directions talking about faith this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah! Lord, this is—I'm—I'm I'm, going to keep talking about faith. Yeah. I don't know next week or the weeks to come, but we're, we're going to keep talking about faith because we're a heritage of faith. Hallelujah! Right. Hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Contending for the faith, That's right. fighting the good fight of faith, come on. not being moved by what's around us, but realizing through that faith that we will have joy. And we will fulfill our ministry.
1: Yeah,
0: right. Go to Proverbs four, and I want to close with this. Proverbs four. You have a purpose. Yes. I have a purpose. Heritage faith has a purpose. Yes. <sighs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Now get now get this. There. Uh, hmm. Before we read Romans four, I, there's another scripture. Read. could you put first John chapter 5, verse 4, and the message up on the screen? Let's, let's read this. Every God begotten person conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes Jesus is the Son of God. Go back to verse 4 again. Now before we read that again, in verse 1, it says, whosoever believes that Jesus is the Son of God, whosoever believes that Jesus is the Son is born of God. Then verse 4 says, whatsoever is born of God. So do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? That means you're born of God. Say, I'm born of God. Then verse 4 says, every God-begotten person, everyone born of God, conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have a purpose. And we are to stay on course and we're to stay in faith. Staying on course is about staying in faith. Hallelujah. Faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I said, you have a purpose, I have a purpose, and heritage of faith has a purpose. Yes. And as we step into this next year, this church is going to a whole nother level. Yes. That's
1: right.
0: God's doing something in this house. That's right. He's doing something within our leaders.
1: Yeah.
0: Come on. Hallelujah. Lord po- told me to pull out a, some things from a number of years ago. He had me write out. And he really told me, he said, why did you... Why did, why did you put these things away and I said well honestly because in the natural I thought they were impossible (laughs) and I didn't want to be like I didn't want to make it about me make it about numbers make it about you know this church being something glorious or something amazing because you know if you know Annette and our heart our heart isn't fame our heart isn't I'm up here because God God put me here And he told me, he said, pull pull those things out. And he said, and he goes, you guys, you got seven years to fulfill this. He said, you have seven years to fulfill this. Because he told me this, he said, in ten years, this is what I want Heritage of Faith to be. And I'm going to take time to read everything that he said, but this is, this, is, this is what he told me. He says, by 2023, you'll have 2,000 people at, that will be attending next door in your facility with the start of other campuses. He says, we have a team of 500 people that go out every month that serve, evangelize in our community and, in the, and around the world. We have a state-of-the-art facility that exceeds the world's standards in technology and architecture. We have a community sports center that houses local sports as well as after-school programs. We have a worship team that has rac- national recognition. We have 50 Thrive groups that meet throughout the month to further disciple and build successful families. Our children and youth ministries are making a dramatic impact in the next generation. And that's all he wanted me to bring out this morning. But but he said, you got seven years. So I want you to see that you you are a part of something a lot bigger than yourself. A number of years ago, and he had me use this statement. I haven't used it in a long time. He said, Justin, I want you to start saying that you have thousands in you. When When I was praying, the Lord was saying, you have thousands in you. And the, and the Lord wants me, to me encouraged. Realize you have thousands in you. What does that mean? I, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about people. Because God doesn't calculate his success with finances. He has streets made of gold. He doesn't need it. He counts his success with souls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You realize 2,000 people is, is, is not quite 15% of the population of Crowley. 10% of Crowley. Not even that. I think the population of Crowley is like 13,000 people. 2,000 people is nothing compared to who is in our community. It's nothing. I, like Keith Moore said, he can do it in a day. He can do it in a week. Amen? Thank But we're at a place where, where I'm just, I'm, I'm pursuing God as a pastor. Annette and I are pursuing God with all that's within us. And, and like I said, it's not about what we can do. It's, it's about what God wants done. And so who am I to limit what he wants to do right. based on being comfortable with where we are? That's right. Come on. Good. Hallelujah. God doesn't want you to be comfortable with where you are either.
1: That's
0: right. Whether it's in this church or whether God's called you to another church. Yes. Whether you're part of another church already. That's
1: right.
0: The thing is, you have a purpose. Yes. Yes. Figure it out, yes. discover it, yes. and pursue it. Last verse, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. If you're going to pursue your vision, fulfill your why, verse 23 is for for us. Keep your heart with all diligence. Protect your heart, watch over your heart, because see... Everything you face will want you to talk. You know, 10 people leave the church or send me letters of what I did wrong or whatever the case might be. You can get discouraged and say, well, I guess we'll never hit those goals. You know, I guess we'll never hit that. It doesn't matter. Keep your heart. You have to keep your heart. It doesn't matter what's happening. Keep your heart with all diligence. I like what T.D.J. says. It. He goes, don't worry about when someone leaves your church. He said, it just lets you know that they weren't tied to the destiny of your church. Amen. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean you're not supposed to do your part as pastors and loving on people because you can have a negative attitude. Well, just go, you need to go. That's not it. Amen. I that's not that's not the right heart either. I mean, you make sure you you know what I mean. So keep your heart with all diligence, for out of out of it are the issues of life. Put away a froward mouth.
1: That's
0: right. See th- each one of these are messages in themselves. Perverse lips put far from you. Stop talking about how much you failed. Maybe we'll get into these in future weeks. Hallelujah. But verse 25, listen to this. Let your heart, let your eyes look right on, and let your eyelids look straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. Turn not to the left hand, turn not to the right hand or the left, remove your foot from evil. Listen to this in the Amplified. Verse 24. Put away from false and dishonest speech and willful and contrary talk put far from you. Listen to this. Let your eyes look right on with fixed purpose and let your gaze be straight before you. Consider well the path of your feet and let all your ways be established in order to right. Turn not aside to the right hand of the left and remove your foot from evil. What's he saying? When you're fulfilling your purpose, keep your heart, watch your mouth, And look straight on with fixed purpose, not looking to the left hand or the right. That's faith. Looking, not looking to the left hand or the right, man. That's faith. Because when all the world, your mind, the natural, what it looks like, everything is is looking for your attention. But he's saying, look on with fixed purpose. I've got a purpose. I've got a purpose. It doesn't matter if there's a set. I've I've got a purpose. I've got a purpose. But we have to make a decision, a a decision that we're going to stay on course. But to stay on course, we have to stay in faith. Father, we thank you for your goodness. And I thank you, Father, as a church, we take on this challenge to discover our purpose. To stay on course in our purpose and to stay in faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah 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 if you're here this morning and you're you're like Pastor Justin I want I know what my purpose is and I want to fulfill my purpose just raise your hands where you are keep your hands up if you're here this morning and you you're like Pastor Justin I don't even know what my purpose is but I know I've been created for something great lift your hand up hallelujah hallelujah Everyone stand to your feet. God saw your heart when he saw your hand. And if you don't know what your purpose is, first of all, you have to understand it's a discovery. For me, it was take a step and I'll show you another step. Take a step and I'll show you another step. Take a step and I'll show you another step. But really, how do you discover your purpose? And you've heard me say this a couple weeks back. That too often we're so worried about our earthly purpose that we really forget about the importance of our eternal purpose. What's our eternal purpose? The only thing that you ever do forever is worship and rule and reign with Him. So if you don't know what your purpose is, worship him. If you don't know your purpose, get in the word. Jesus had to find his purpose in the word. Between the word of God and the presence of God, I guarantee, if you stay in it long enough, you will discover your purpose. And all of a sudden, you'll wake up one day and you'll be right in the middle of it. But it just takes a heart saying, like Barnabas said, cleave to the Lord. Remain faithful to the Lord. Be devoted to the Lord. Mm. Father, I thank you that this is a room full of purpose. And Lord, here's your faith, we are a people of purpose. Thank you, Father, that we refuse to be like in Habakkuk, Habakkuk, where our soul isn't right within ourselves. But we desire that our soul, our spirit would be in faith. Hallelujah. We release our faith in you, Father. We make a decision to guard our faith because it's more precious than gold. We choose to guard our faith and realize that you're the one that's authored it and you will be the one that finishes it. Lord, I speak blessing. Blessing. Over every single person here. I declare that they have that they have eyes to see. And they have ears to hear. What the Spirit of God is speaking to them. I declare that they have victory in their marriages. Victory in their finances. Victory in their physical bodies. I declare that their greatest days are ahead of them. Not behind them. I thank you. Thank you Father. That when we experience difficult things, we'll be like Paul. That none of these things move us. But we look to you with joy. And you being the one that fulfills our ministry. Repeat this after me. Father God, God, I thank you for the purpose purpose. that that you have for my life. Thank you, Holy Spirit for directing me in, this purpose. For direct
1: me in this purpose
0: and everything that you created me for. You created me for. I, make a decision. I make a decision today, today. That, I will stay on that I will stay on course and I will stay in faith. And I, will stay in faith. I will not look to the left hand or the right but I'll look straight on, I'll look straight on. With, fixed with fixed purpose every step of the way. I will I will, I will. I will fulfill, fulfill my, purpose. my purpose. Give him a shout of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. God is good. Hallelujah. You are a winner in life. Amen. Go and be seated.